0: and welcome back to Badassery Podcasts, your go-to podcast for tips and tricks on how to become your most badass self. It's Alexa here, and it is Christmas week, you guys. I can't believe it is already here. It is probably the most anticipated week of the entire year, and we are finally here, which is super exciting. I don't know about you, but it's been a little tough to get into the holiday spirit this year. I think just with everything going on and not being able to see friends or go to holiday parties or even just have those holiday parties at your work. So it's just been a little difficult, but I'm making up for it by watching as many Christmas movies as I can, and baking as much as I can before, you know, the end of the week because next week is that weird week between Christmas and New Year's where you're not really sure what day it is or what time it is or anything like that. So it's fun. This week is, it's been fun. So that's kind of where I'm at, but I thought this week, this episode would be a very fun kind of year in review sort of episode. Now get into it a little later on after I work on the introduction work. But yeah, I just wanted to do a little reflecting because I think we often take for granted, you know, some of the amazing things that did happen this year despite everything else. I don't know about you guys, but in terms of getting goals and stuff done this is probably one of my best years in terms of getting goals done and getting things accomplished just because i i had time to do it and it was great and i was using the power sheets a super great guided system which i think makes a huge difference and i think my episode next week will be more about goal setting and getting into the mindset for a new year so stay tuned for that, but I wanted to, you know, just do some reflecting because it's, I think it's important and we forget even the little things that are like, oh yeah, like this did happen this year because, you know, back in January and February, we did have a few normal months um, before everything kind of fell apart. So, you know, things did get done there, but yeah, without further ado, let's talk about what I've been loving this week. So one of the things is i have been doing so much hand lettering you guys i decided to take it upon myself to basically hand letter a gift for my dad for christmas which required about 20 individual letter pieces of lettering art and so i did it all myself on my ipad so i did it you know digitally and everything And my guys, my hand hurts so much. Probably to the point where I thought I had carpal tunnel, but I recovered just fine. But it's been good because I've been getting more comfortable with lettering and kind of just the fluidity of it all. The hardest part is really just different lettering styles because I really, I don't want to say really know how to do two styles, but I really know how to do a couple styles very well. So it was kind of a challenge to kind of balance it out and figure out, what looked good and what didn't, but it was totally worth it because the lettering was completely on point. I'm pretty proud of it. It's not 100% perfect, but it's great. Like, it still looks really good, and compared to where I was a year or two ago with lettering and everything, I've come such a long way, so it's been nice to have that as kind of a creative outlet, something that I know I'm really good at, because sometimes I feel with these other outlets like fashion design for example and illustrating I am crap at it so so bad but like lettering I'm like okay I'm like halfway decent with this so kind of gives me hope that I can have an actual niche of creativity creative art that I like and that I'm good at so with that the other thing I've been loving is just watching Christmas movies I just I think last week I started watching all of my favorite classics that I like watching every year, like Home Alone, The Polar Express, Christmas Vacation. I really also like Four Christmases as a movie. And then, of course, a couple, you know, Netflix ones sprinkled in there. I watched A California Christmas last night, and that was definitely really good. I really enjoyed that. And tonight, I, I think I want to watch Jingle Jangle. I think that might be the movie of choice tonight, but we'll see. But yeah, I've just really been enjoying them. I have not watched as many Hallmark movies as I've wanted to. It's been crazy. I go to turn one on and I literally can't finish it, like, the whole way through. I did it tonight bef- while I was making dinner. I just had it on and, of course, I didn't finish the entire movie. So, there's that. And then the last thing that I've also been really been loving is just baking gingerbread. I feel like I need to have a gingerbread cookie recipe in my Christmas cookie repertoire of recipes and I have not been able to find a good one but I came across Mary Berry's gingerbread cookie recipe last year in a cookbook in her cookbook I think it was sold at Target or something but I've been waiting to make that and this year I was like okay we're gonna make this recipe so we made it and it turned out so good I was very It was more, I guess, the way we made it and the way the dough was, or maybe we just made it because the cookies were thick, but it was a soft cookie and it was so good, so we're in the process of enjoying those for the entirety of the week, but it made me really happy to kind of just have that and make progress on gingerbread, and I was also working on piping a little bit, which probably am too hard on myself. A lot of it did not turn out great, which is fine, but yeah, something to improve on in the future. But yeah, and then kind of going into my favorites, I've been really loving, I guess, favorites, highlights, something or the other. I forgot to mention uh, that I did listen to Taylor Swift's new album. I don't think I mentioned that in the last couple of episodes of the podcast, but I love it. My favorite song by far is Willow because I just, I just relate to the lyrics a lot and I'm really glad she added more songs in that style because it's just a great style of music to listen to when you're just working and it's cold and snowy out it's just a great vibe the other thing is I got a new planner I got the cold and coil planner and the reason I got that planner is I haven't found a great weekly daily whatever you want to call it planner that I really like that really just kind of has what I need it to have So I looked at the golden coil, I had heard really good things about it, and I just created a custom planner and it has like a ton of like to-do lists and blank pages I could insert just to give my planner what I needed for it to succeed. So I got it in the mail today, so I've honestly just been in the process of setting it up and I already know I'm really going to like it I think for 2021 and I'm really hoping that this year is the year that I stay in my planner for the entire year. Just a whatever system. As 2020 was definitely a struggle when it came to finding a planner system that I like. I probably have gone through four different planner systems. So yeah, not great. I would really prefer if everything was just all in one, but sometimes we can't all have that. And then the last thing is I've just been really loving these sticker kits I've been using. And I know it's a super random thought, but I just ordered a couple more, like I've ordered a ton, so now I have sticker kits all the way through March, you know, just every week because of just different ones and stuff and different shops that I've wanted to try, and it's just fun, like I've been loving it for memory planning and all that, just kind of having these like themed stickers, and it's just fun, like that is totally my creative outlet, like it was, it used to be my method of planning, but now I just, I don't know, it's more so the way to back plan for me just instead of looking forward for the week looking back and just using memory keeping and stuff as a creative outlet and it's definitely something I'm going to be carrying forward and I can't wait to see my completed book when it's done so that'll be super exciting so yeah now moving into the tip of the week and I know like the holidays are stressful I know we've all had these bad days and everything but the one thing to always keep in mind and I came across this years ago and it always just puts you know things into perspective is that there are 24 hours in a day so even if you have a really bad day where you're like oh my god I can't wait for this day to be over you just gotta wait till midnight not not 8 a.m the next day when you wake up midnight So as I'm recording this, it's 7.15 right now, so if I was having a terrible day, I'm like, okay, less than five hours of this day left and tomorrow is a brand new day. So it's just a nice reminder that things don't always last forever and you do move on every day is a fresh start where you can really just scratch out yesterday and really just make today the best day that you can so, yeah, next time you're having a rough day, just keep that in mind. Like, hey, there's only 24 hours. You know, I'm only awake for, I don't know, 18 of them, whatever. Whatever the uh, the math breaks down there. 18, 17, whatever. But anyway, so that is my tip. And I think it's just important for us to all keep in mind. Because sometimes you're, you just want those days to end. And they do. And you just got to... Remember that nothing lasts forever, so that, that's my tip of the week, and I think it's definitely applicable as we are in the holiday season and things are becoming stressful and with year-end and everything, so it's a good thing to keep in mind. So, as I alluded to earlier in the in the episode and everything, I wanted to do really a reflection on what my... I want, I'm calling it 20 for 20, 20 for 2020. Just kind of like highlights of my year, things I learned about myself, things that happened this year that profoundly impacted me. And I just think it would be fun to just recap all that on this podcast because I've been doing a little bit. Like today, I saw somebody I follow on YouTube, she did a video. 21 for 2021 and I got me thinking like hey I should just make a 21 for 2021 list. So one of the first few pages in my new planner I added that as a list. So it'll be fun to just see you know even three, six, nine months you know this time next year how much of that stuff I actually did accomplish in the year. So I think that'll be really fun. So it kind of got me inspired to do a you know 20 for 2020 as Kind of a look back of, hey, here's what happened this year and here's how it impacted me. So, here we go. Number one is, and these are in no particular order, it's just kind of as I thought of them. Number one is getting my Peloton bike. I cannot even fathom how much, how grateful I am for getting this this product in 2020. Because, to give a little backstory, I... I think it was around, I want to say it was around this time last year or maybe in January. I can't remember. But I signed up for Cycle Bar's unlimited pass for the studio, the cycle studio, because at the time I was, you know, obviously working outside the home. So I was like, hey, I could just go after work and it'll be great to just go to a studio and do a workout that I really like. Because prior to that, I was doing class pass to kind of just figure out, like, hey, what kind of workout do, do I like to do? And I figured out that I really like cycling. So then I went the next step and got an unlimited membership to Cycle Bar. And then, you know, it was, you know, around this time into January, February, where I, you know, it was great using it, of course, but the thing that absolutely killed me were the late fees. Because... I always am the type of person where I'm like, hey, like, let me schedule my classes ahead of time just to, you know, force myself to go accountability-wise, and of course, you know, the day came up where I either something happened or I wasn't feeling great, and so I had to cancel the class, and those those late fees racked up. Like, there are some months where I probably had, like, $40 to $50 in late fees because I just was canceling last minute, and I was like, this is such a waste of money, like, I need to do something better and of course, you know, once COVID happened, like the gyms were closed and everything and eventually I canceled my cycle bar membership because I was like, okay, I need to find a new way to work out, like I'm not going to be doing this anymore and in April, I finally took the plunge and got a Peloton bike. Wow, that is crazy to think about. I literally just realized that I've had my bike for almost eight months, so like a majority of this year, which is crazy. But, well, I guess, well, from the time I ordered, but the time I actually got the bike, it was, like, mid-June, so it was, it's been, like, six months. Anyway, I, like, literally woke up one day and I was like, I think I'm going to buy a Peloton because I need a workout system. I don't know how long this pandemic's going to last for. And it's been the best, I guess, kind of impulse buy of my year because I've really enjoyed working out on it. I can do it on my own time. I can do it whenever I want during the day. I don't have to comply with class schedules and I can do the types of rides I want to do with the instructors that I like and things like that. So it's almost kind of it's for me it's become really gamification, gamified for, you know, me just working out because I love to see the number go up of like, hey, like, you know, you've done this many workouts so far. Here's your personal best for this and all that and plus the rides are phenomenal. And I know some people who are into cycling and don't really like the peloton rides. For me, I just like them because I like them when they're themed, you know, like hey, I can do a ride for Lizzo music and it's great. And oh, they have holiday rides that I can literally do throughout the entire month of December. So, when it comes to stuff like that, I love it. And everyone always asks me, I've gotten so many questions from people like hey, how do you like your Peloton? Like, I'm thinking of getting one. And I will tell you guys too on this podcast, if you like cycling, you're going to like the Peloton. But even if you don't like cycling, but want, want just a variety of working out, like, I still recommend the Peloton app because not only do they have cycling classes, they have literally expanded into every single area of workout you could imagine like they have yoga they just added pilates they just added bar they have outdoor running they have y- stretching like you name it they have it which is crazy and so i would really love to you know just take more advantage of that you know of the just the different classes they have to do more well rounded workouts but for now if i can get myself on the bike like two to three times a week I, that's good enough for me, but definitely the Peloton has been one of the highlights of 2020 for me, just in terms of my workout journey. And it's also been awesome too, because at work there's a whole little community of us, a little Slack channel of just Peloton riders. So today we actually did a ride where we all got on at the same time and we were able to, you know, filter through tags to see who is on and high five each other and do all that stuff. So it's a really great way to just, you know, stay accountable with being in a community of people like that. So Neff said love the Peloton. If you're on the fence, take the plunge. You can always finance it um, instead of just paying the, you know, over $2,000 up front. So I highly recommend doing that. So that is my two cents on the Peloton. The second was definitely getting to visit my family in Portland in January. I can't believe it's already been like a year since I went. So my sister and I ended up going Martin Luther King weekend last this January. Yeah, (laughs) this January Um, because we have a lot of close family up there. We've gone so many times, um, but it's been like I think it was seven, eight years since I had last gone. So I was like, I am way overdue for a trip let's go. My sister was in the same boat. So we went together and it was just so much fun. Just like, I love my cousins up there. Like all the little kids, like my, they're my second cousin once removed and my third cousins. I think that's the progression of that. I can never keep it straight, but Pinterest has some very helpful charts. So yeah, we had a great, great time. Like We got to explore Portland as adults, you know, because everyone, everyone loves Portland and it's great. Like it was, granted, obviously it was raining when we were there, but it was great. We got to go see the sign. We got some sushi. We went to Powell's Books. So much fun. And then we hung out with my family. It was funny because we were there from, I think, Thursday through Monday and like literally all of our time was like getting booked up because everyone's like, oh, like, can you come here? Can you meet us? Like, what are your plans for dinner? Like, all the different things. So my sister and I really had to play Tetris with our schedule, but it was a lot of fun. You know, one of my cousins had a birthday during that weekend too, so my sister and I got to be there for the birthday party, which was so much fun because everyone came over and it was just, it was great. And that night we also watched these old family movies from when my cousins were younger and then include my mom, when she was my age in there so it was just it was just so cool like just seeing my mom at my age like turning 25 all that so it was definitely definitely a highlight this year and I can't wait to see them again and ever since it's really been forcing me to stay closer to them whether it's like through texting or sending cards or something else just doing more than what I was doing before so that really kind of I guess solidified and really Gave a good place for the relationship to flourish from there. So, the third is another travel thing, and it is getting to go to Chicago for the first time. So, I had never been to Chicago, and in February, I had the opportunity to go for a young adult conference that was hosted by the Greek metropolis there. And of course, it was February, so it was freezing, but it was so much fun to just go and explore a new city. And just kind of make a day of it. Like we were staying outside of the city. So I took the L into the city. And just kind of had a little like date day with myself. Like I went to the Bean. And I went to the Art Institute. Which was phenomenal. It had been on my bucket list of places to go. um, In terms of museums and stuff. So I was able to just go for a little bit. And just have a little date day and stuff. But I definitely had to cut it short. Because it was so cold. Like my top half was fine because I was wearing this very warm jacket, but my bottom half where I was just wearing jeans, it was, like, not cutting it. So, yeah. But, no, it was cool. I would love to, like, go back when it would be actually be warm and, like, really enjoy the city more um, and, like, go to, I think, is it Sears Tower, the one with the observation deck? I was contemplating going, but I was running out of time, so I didn't end up going. So, next time I'll have to definitely hit that. And, like, some of the other buildings, but the architecture is phenomenal, too. We, as part of the event, we went to the Architectural Center, and it really just had this whole history of, like, Chicago and how the city evolved from its architectural roots, and it was really cool. So, I highly recommend going if you haven't been. So, the fourth thing on this list is getting it promoted, and it was yeah, I literally was not expecting that this year at all, but it was such a pleasant surprise, and even though it was towards the end of the year, you know, my first day was November 1st in this job, it was great. Like, I, you know, I, I love my new job, honestly, and it was definitely just a highlight. Like, it really coincided well with me finishing my master's degree and really, me trying to just figure out what my next step was so it could not have come at a better time like I love what I'm doing now I love everybody that I'm working with and I really like making a difference and just seeing what you know what I can do with social and push the boundaries and see how we can take the you know program to the next level so that's been it's been incredible and I can't wait to see what next year is going to bring with that job. So the fifth thing is finishing my master's degree, and of course it's going to come to no surprise, like I, this year was a killer year because I was in school literally the entire year, not taking any breaks, so I had a class in the spring, I had a class during Maymaster, I had a class in the summertime, and then my fall class, so I was in school all year which, you know, definitely impacted other things I wanted to do, but I got it all done. I'm graduated. I have my master's degree. So yeah, it's it's incredible. I still don't really know what I'm going to do with myself. Like, I mean, I have so many things I can be working on, like this podcast, for example, but it just feels weird not to, like, have any assignments or anything. And, you know, in January, I'm, I was, like, looking ahead at my future log, like, and I'm like, oh, like, I should put in school dates in here. And then I'm like, oh wait, I don't have those dates anymore. And I never will ever again. Because when I was, when I finished my undergrad, it was, I think it was about, no, like almost two years between me finishing and then me starting my master's. I like forgot what I did during that time. Like it's crazy anyway. So, but yeah, it's still so surreal. Like not having to do school anymore ever again like I'm definitely not going to go back for a PhD or a second master's or anything like that so I'm basically free for the rest of my life you guys after being in school for like I don't know 18 years <laughs> my god but anyway it's, it's gonna be great I'm, I'm just looking forward to all the exciting projects and stuff I have for next year especially now that my master's is done So, six was ringing in the new year with one of my best friends, so shout out to Nina if you're listening and to Lariat Lodge because that was where we rang in 2020, thinking this year would be a good year because it was a new decade and everything. Regardless, it was fun because... What they had at the Laria Lodge was um, they had this tasting menu where we got to pick, I think it was like four or five courses and like drinks and stuff. And so we got to just do that the entire night. And they had fireworks um, at a lake nearby and it and then like me- live music. It was just so much fun because New Year's is one of those things for me where like I just hate New Year's so much because there's always pressure to, like, do something, and I'm never, I literally never have New Year's plans. Honestly, I like flying out on January 1st because then it gives me an excuse to, like, hey, I have to go to bed early and I can't hang out, so anyway, obviously this year that's not happening, so probably just end up watching movies or something or I don't know, whatever. But no, it was definitely a highlight of my year to just ring it in with one of my best friends at just a great event and everything. So, you know, I can't forget about that. So then my seventh one kind of is another friend thing and it's just having friends over for my pl- at my place and just cooking for them. Because one of the goals, my initial goal for this year was to just entertain at my house more and just have people over because I was always like, oh, like I want to just entertain and do all that and I'm like well why am I not entertaining so January and February I did really good I had a couple of my friends over obviously pre-pandemic and everything so I was two for two for that um, but it just gave me an opportunity to cook and just share food and we can just hang out with some like wine and just just chat and it was really nice because it's always just nice to have a place to do that and one of my love languages i it's probably not even an actual love language, is I love cooking and baking for people, and it's just my way of showing affection because, you know, nothing says I love and care about you more than a homemade meal or baked goods, so that was really something that was important to me this year, and even though I didn't get to see, you know, friends over at my place, I was still able to see them outside at, like, a picnic or the park or whatever it might be. So I am thankful for that. I was at least able to have a few people over before that. So then going along with the food, number eight is cooking and baking more. So this year I cooked so much and I can tell because I was going through my photos to kind of just jog my memory of everything that happened this year. And a lot of it was pictures of food because I am one of those people who loves taking pictures of food and putting on my Instagram story. But yeah, I cooked a lot of good stuff this year. Like I made Dutch oven lasagna. I baked bread for the first time. I made cookies and cupcakes and found a new avocado toast recipe I liked. I, you know, realized I really like arugula and like made this amazing summer salad. So it was just really fun to have like this just year of cooking with, you know, just being at home more and having more flexibility in terms of You know, being able to cook three meals, which is a lot. Like, honestly, is so much cooking. But, I mean, it's fun to be able to, like, hey, I'm going to make, like, a nicer lunch for myself because I'm working from home. But, yeah, I was able to do so much more of that. And it kind of led me into the holidays because I baked for all my friends this year. Um, I made all my favorite Christmas cookies, I made some baklava, and I just boxed it all up and have literally been driving it around the Denver metro area, delivering it to my friends. So it's also, it's been good because I've been able to kind of just see everybody face to face, you know, even if I hadn't seen them in a long time, and obviously with COVID and everything, it's harder to get together, so it's an excuse for me to see them and just, you know, share my baked goods and my love of food with people, so... That was really great this year. So then number nine is another travel-related one, and it was my staycation to the Sand Dunes and the Royal Gorge with my parents. So a little backstory. I had always wanted to go to the Sand Dunes. is something on my Colorado bucket list because I know all my friends have gone, and so I'm like, hey, I, like, want to go see this. So I figured, I was like, hey, I'm going to take some a few days off around the 4th of July because at this time... You know, and in my particular circumstance, you know, things were not, like, things were, had restrictions, but they weren't, like, you know, insane restrictions, if that made sense. Like, I I don't think Colorado was to the point where it was requiring masks everywhere. But, yeah, so we went and I, it was so much fun because... It was, like, a little road trip, and I I miss my road trips because we used to go on them every summer when I was a kid, and now we don't, so every time we do that, I'm like, we have to do all the road trip things, we have to listen to the Mamma Mia soundtrack, we have to listen to Elton John, like, all the things. So it was fun to just, you know, take a little trip with my parents, just the three of us, because we hadn't really done that ever because it's always been, like, my siblings have been there, so that was really special and it kind of, you know, filled the travel void a little bit because I, this year, I had a ton of trips planned, like, even in the first half of the year between, you know, business trips and personal trips I was going to take and stuff, so yeah, it kind of just filled the void and just kind of led me to do that, so yeah I was able to kind of just readjust my travel what my travel things were and just do it locally and do a little staycation to someplace I'd never been so that was really exciting the other one is another travel trip and it was you know going to Florida and spending a week at the beach with my brother so I'd gone down in August again things weren't I mean things were more restricted but not to the point where like stay-at-home orders or anything so I went to Florida, spent some time with my mom and my brother on the beach and it was great. I, we went to Tarpon Springs, which is one of my favorite places to go because it's basically like the epitome of Greek culture in Florida. So it's really fun to just, you know, go to the bakery, go to the gift shops, go to eat, you know, and, you know, go to the market and get stuff. Like I found peach juice, which I hadn't had since I was in Greece and it was just amazing. And then the place we were staying at on the beach did sunset shots during every day at sunset. So they just passed around these little shots and it was fun. And I got pina coladas, which I have never actually had an adult pina colada before. I had had virgin ones, but I was like, you know, we're at the beach. If you're not going to do a pina colada at the beach, when are you going to do one? So that was that. But yeah, that trip was definitely great, even though... Going to Florida in August is never the best idea because of how hot it is, and my last kind of travel-related one is my road trip on the East Coast, and this was over Labor Day, so it was definitely a highlight for me just because I, you know, met up with one of my friends who lives in New York, my friend Nina, who I mentioned earlier, um, and she, myself, and her friend Jack, we all went to, like, did a little road trip, like, up... East Coast. So we started in New York and went up to Boston and then down to the Cape and then kind of traveled back to the city through Rhode Island and Connecticut, stopping in New Haven. So it was it was so much fun. I hadn't really spent that much time in those places and the weather was starting to get cooler. So it like fall was on the horizon and it was just so much fun. But a highlight Two highlights for me were definitely stargazing on the beach because it, the sky was so clear. It was unbelievable. I literally held my phone up with the little constellation astronomy app that you can get and see all the constellations. And there was a harvest, was the harvest moon or the blood moon. I can't remember, but we saw that and it, it was just incredible. And then the other one was seeing the Yale campus and it was just gorgeous. Like I envy those kids who get to go to school there, honestly, because it's such an amazing campus. But yeah, so it was, it was great. Like just having that experience and like really just traveling with one of my friends. Cause she and I had been talking about doing it for a while. And we just never, never got around to it. We were initially going to go to Maine, but then it just didn't work out. But this, this was great too. So hopefully Maine is in the cards next year. Maybe, you know, saying that very loosely as you know, I'm talking in December. <laughs> so, But yeah, moving on to number, I think we're at, okay, we're at 12, um, reconnecting with friends I have drifted apart from. So one of the things that actually happened that was really nice this year was just reconnecting with people. Like, obviously, I think the pandemic brought us all, you know, closer together in some regard, but it was nice to just see friends who I kind of drifted apart with, like, over the years and just, you know reconnecting like we never missed a beat or anything like that so it was really nice and now those people were on my Christmas card list so it was really nice to just you know talk with them and catch up and see them face to face and just see what's going on in their life because I realized this year that I am just done holding those petty grudges like you know whoever burned me whatever happened in the past like I'm tired of it like I'm just Not about it, and I just, you know, want to move on and just not let those things bother me. So, a lot of it was me making the first move of like, hey, like we haven't talked in a while, even though it was me in the first place to be like, you know, just ghosting and ignoring people just because I was like, you know, oh, they did this to me. But anyway, so it was just really nice, and I'm thankful to have you know, those people that I did reconnect with again, and so hopefully that momentum will grow stronger in 2021. So then 13, uh, memory keeping on a weekly basis, and just taking more photos and using my planner as a place to memory keep. As I mentioned before, like I've been struggling to find a planner system, so initially I was using a weekly planner with stickers to plan out my week, and you know, then it just, I don't know, things just always got moved around, and I just hated the way everything ended up. Back in October, I was like, hey, let's try doing this backwards. Let's try doing a reflectionary thing, and it's awesome. Like, every week, I look so forward to doing my memory planning. It's insane. Like, I love picking out the kits. I love... Figuring out what photos I'm going to put in. I love figuring out how my spread's going to look. And I love taking a picture and sharing my spreads on my Instagram story. So it's definitely been something that's been fun. And really just, you know, wanting to inspire me to do more memory keeping. Like I was doing it on a monthly basis for a couple years. And now I'm doing it weekly. But now I want to do other projects like Allie Edwards. She has her One Little Word project where you do one word the entire year and just every month you do a, you know, creative project related to that word, which I think is really cool. And then she also has what's called December Daily. So you basically craft these stories every day in December and just kind of keep it as like how December went, which is awesome. So that's definitely going to be something I'm looking forward to in 2021 is just more memory keeping and just. doing more with that. The other thing kind of related to that is doing the artist's way and really unleashing my inner creativity. So I bought the artist's way when I was on that road trip on the East Coast and it was, you know, something I had like wanted to buy. I didn't really still understood what it was. Um, But then I realized, you know, it's this 12 step process of just reclaiming your creativity and really just getting to that next level and I started it right around my birthday so mid-October and it has been phenomenal like I don't want to say it has changed my life but it has made definitely a profound impact on my creativity so much so to the point where I'm comfortable saying creativity is part of my brand and being creative is part of my personal brand and so it's really been helping me unleash that creativity and realize that hey, you know, you have this in you and you shouldn't hold it back anymore. It's, it's just been super refreshing to kind of just realize that within myself and now using that to, you know, work on my creative goals in 2021, which I th- I'll i get into in my goals episode. But yeah, just working on that and it's just been awesome. I've been able to draw and create and digitally create and letter, like I said, and with memory keeping, it's just been incredible. So if you're kind of struggling with creativity or just feel stuck, I highly recommend The Artist Way. You know, I have, I'm sure you can probably get the Kindle version, but I have the hardcover just because I was able to highlight and annotate and do all that stuff in it. So either version is fine, but I highly, highly recommend it. So number 15 is starting this podcast and actually being comfortable hearing my own voice. So the concept for this podcast came like late last year, but I didn't officially publish an episode, I believe, until January. I need to check if it was January or February. I really should because I wrote in my new planner in one of the months that it was my anniversary for this podcast. But yeah, it's just been a really great way of expressing my creativity and just expressing my thoughts in a way that's not a blog and not written. So I've loved every second of it, I love crafting it, I love sharing my tips and stuff for you guys and how I'm learning along the way, and I hope one day I can grow it to where it is a two-way conversation where you guys are telling me things and I'm learning from you. So I'm really excited for this next year, but I can't believe this podcast has, you know, existed for a year, even though, you know, I was really strong at the beginning and then kind of faltered out for a good chunk of the year. Due to other things, and now I'm back on the train. So it, it's great, and I can't wait to see what's gonna happen with it next year. That said, number 16, my next one is making huge strides towards body positivity. And this was a goal that I definitely just had wanting to just more, more so work on my mental health. And it was kind of a mental and physical goal because I have never been one to be comfortable with in my own skin you know, just with my appearance and a lot of it has to do with, you know, the feelings and the perceptions I think, you know, people see when they think of me and stuff like that. So one of my goals was to have more body positivity and a lot of that just translated into just different things. Like I was confident enough to wear like a two-piece workout set this year, even if it was just in the comfort of my own home, you know, just high-waisted leggings and one of those like you know, um, cropped sports bras and whatever. So just even doing that was like a huge stride. And one of the things that definitely helped was discovering and following the mid size community. And it was a community I literally had no idea existed until I somehow accidentally came across it. And now I fill my feed with it because I like seeing other women and other people who have the same body size as me And just, you know, saying like, hey, you can wear the same things that a size zero wears and, you know, there's nothing wrong with your body and you should celebrate your body and stuff like that. So that's really been making me feel more comfortable and more confident just knowing that there are other people out there struggling with the same issues I am and, you know, just now just dressing for my body, not really worrying about the size, even though vanity sizing in this country is a joke. That's another rant for another time. But, yeah, just really just working on that. And, you know, for me, it's a a thing about working to feel good in my skin. It's not necessarily about weight loss, but it's just, you know, being healthy. So, again, with the Peloton doing that, cooking more, adding more vegetables into my diet, things like that, eating out less. Just all things so I'm feeling good and, you know, and my confidence radiates because I am body positive. So then number 17 was playing Animal Crossing on my Switch and just kind of re-realizing re- my love for gaming so again another kind of impulse purchase I think I think I got my Switch at the end of March it was like when it was becoming super popular and I think it was just when Animal Crossing came out and I was like you know I really kind of want to like get a video game console so I got a Switch I got Animal Crossing I spent way too much time on Animal Crossing for the next two months but it was great. Like, I forgot how much, like, I really liked gaming and just, you know, doing that because I used to have a Game Boy when I was younger and a Nintendo DS, and it was just so much fun. So, that was definitely one of my highlights, especially with, like, my fun and recreation goals, especially, you know, late spring, early summer is just to give myself time to just play and just do something mindless during the day. So, then, saying, so, then, moving to number 18, is saying goodbye to writing as a full-time job and using it more as a creative outlet. So this, I wouldn't say it's a highlight. This was more kind of like a pivotal moment. Like when I got my social media job, I'm no longer a full-time content writer. And that was one of the things I wanted to get away from was writing full-time because I just realized I just didn't love it. Like, so there's some people like my former boss absolutely loved it. But for me, I'm like yeah, like, I'm good at writing, but, like, it stresses me out to no end just creating content piece after content piece and just doing something that's just, you know, working on projects and stuff. I like doing more strategizing, big picture, you know, just interpreting things, working on bigger projects, stuff like that. Like, I'm not saying writing is, was a complete waste because it wasn't because I can still use those skills and, my job and any creative pursuits I want but it's nice to not have to do it for 40 to 50 hours a week I can do something else where writing is just a small portion of that and it's great it's been honestly I think really good for my mental health not having to worry about that because it was for a good chunk of this year and definitely last year was stressing me out was just the amount of writing and the stress that came with it so then number 19 is reading the highest number of books that I've ever read this year and beating my Goodreads reading challenge. So for the last couple years, I've had a Goodreads Reading Challenge. And if you're not familiar with it, you can actually set a reading challenge for yourself for the year. And every book that you, you know, say that you read during the year counts towards your challenge. So I think my first year I did it, I wanted to do like 25 books and I fell short. Last year, I wanted to do 30 books, and I also fell short. This year, I was like, let's do 35, and I am at, I think, 37 right now, 37 or 38, which is awesome. I don't think I'll make it to 40 because we literally have, you know, what, nine days left in the year, but I might be able to squeeze, like, one more book. But yeah, it's just been awesome just to do that. And the reason I set my goals higher each year is because even though I know I didn't get the goal if I reach for a higher I still get it higher than what it would have been last year so last year when I got 30 books I you know clocked in at 27 which was higher than my previous year's goal of 25 so that's kind of how I look at it but it's been great so now I just need to work on kind of what I want to do with reading and stuff because I do have like nonfiction and then a fiction I've been doing a ton of fiction lately and it's been just nice but I also feel like I need to read non-fiction books. But then some of the times they take so long and they're just so draining. But then I also have like The New Yorker and The Atlantic that I read. So I need to kind of just figure that out for 2021, how you want to deal with that. But it's a big accomplishment being able to track all those books and just read that much this year. And I know people have read more, but I'm very happy with where I'm at. And my last one is just... Being grateful for everything that I have, like I, I still have a job and that I have a house and a place to stay, and being financially secure, which I know is not a blessing for everybody, especially this year with things changing. But I just wanted to say that it's something that I'm definitely grateful for this year and just being able to have that foundation and that basic level of security that I don't think would have helped, that would have made a difference this year. Like, if I didn't have any of that, like, I, this year would have not been great for me. So, I'm grateful for every single thing on this list and more this year. But with that said, that is my 20 for 2020 list of all the things that are, were highlights, that were pivotal moments, all the things. So yeah, to wrap up this episode, three things I'm looking forward to. Number one, Christmas. I'm recording this on the 22nd, so we still have a few days left, but it, it's Christmas Eve, Eve tomorrow, so um, very exciting. Second is setting up my new planner, my new notebook, my new power sheets, all the above just for this upcoming year. I love doing that just so I have a good foundation and just a fresh, slab, fresh slate, tabla rasa, so to speak. Um, and lastly is just my much-needed time off of work. I have a year in shutdown, so for the entirety of next week, I am off of work, plus the weekend, so I don't go back until the 4th, which is the Monday after um, New Year's. So I have a ton of time, but also a ton of projects to do, but it, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm so looking forward to just having getting out of my routine and just relaxing and just kind of recharging. So it'll be it'll be great. And to leave you all with a quote, this one doesn't have an attribution, um, but I've definitely heard some variations of it before. So the quote is, Each day is a blessing. Let go of all worries and be grateful for all the positive in your life. And it kind of goes along with what I just said, right? So, you know, every day I try to make the fullest of my days because, you know, the days go by, months go by, years go by. You know, when you start working, it's ridiculous how fast years go by. Like, I can't even believe this year is over already. And you've probably heard people say that, but I literally cannot believe it. So, but with that, like, yeah, we have all, all bad days, but it's also, you know, nice to, you know, be grateful for all the positive. And that's why I wanted to do An episode like this where I was just talking about a lot of the things that I was grateful for and the positive things because this year was a hot hot mess dumpster fire like let's be real but we don't have to dwell on how much of a dumpster fire it was we can just look at the positive and that's what I you know encourage you all to do so obviously if you're not a podcaster you don't have to obviously do a podcast but maybe just take out a piece of paper and just Write a list, number it one from 20, and just think of 20 things that happened to you this year that were good, you know, whether it's, you know, a pivotal thing in your life or just, hey, I was able to get up every day, you know, whatever it might be. Just kind of think about that as we're finishing up the year because you'll be surprised how much it can kind of, like, change your mindset and just make you realize how grateful you are and just as a form of gratitude, like, hey, like, this year wasn't all bad, And I think that's the thing that I'm really trying to encourage people in my own circles and, of course, you people on the internet that, yes, we are in a pandemic and this year was rough, but not everything was bad. We had 365 days. So, you know, certainly something good has to come of it. So with that, I hope you all have a very, very Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. Or happy Kwanzaa if you are celebrating Kwanzaa. I know Hanukkah did pass already, but if you did celebrate Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. But, yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful time with your families. Um, you know, in the I know I will. I can't wait to get into, you know, next year. I'm so thankful for all of you guys who listen to my podcast week after week and just, you know, support me and support this mission. And, yeah, I can't wait to see where this is going to go next year. But in the meantime, go ahead and follow us at Bad 3 Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.